The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Engaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. still texting Ian, sending Facebook messages and, and Twitter messages following that really unscripted and <laughs> raw conversation, conversation we that, just had, that yeah. Andrew and I uh, just had. I appreciate it. And then, yeah, you're not alone. There's a lot of people that are going through it. And Dr. Gans has joined us for our monthly edition of How's It Make You Feel? And, and Gans was, when you, you're like, we can keep talking about oh, this. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So you were listening to the... Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Um, because I did make mention of the fact we should really talk to Dr. Gantz about this, but at this point, since we've opened up this can, I really don't want to close it and mm-hmm. reschedule it for a month That's what now. I was thinking, too, yeah. You know, let's just do it while we're still in that uh, frame of mind. So none of us have prepared for this conversation. No. Mm-hmm. And we, so, you know. so where do we start, Gans, with this? And I guess maybe it's with uh, the parents. If if you're looking at getting a divorce and you're at that mm. point, those those first steps to make sure that the kids, and I guess you too, that are going to be okay. Yeah, well, listen, it's a really, really tough, I like just the, the concept of it and the decision of it is very, very hard. It's hard to think about because you guys are right. No one gets into a marriage thinking, you know, I want to split up with this person someday, right? Um, so it's it's a it's a real disappointment for the people who have to make the decision to leave but yes you have to really be thinking if there are kids involved how do we do this to protect the kids how do we do this in the best way possible to make sure the kids aren't well reduce the damage because they're going to be hurt by it for sure is there a best way possible though and i i know when i got divorced my ex-wife and i had a conversation Mm -hmm. and of course the kids were uh, at the forefront of our concern, mm-hmm. and we agreed to tell them together. Mm-hmm. We agreed on the language that mm-hmm. we would use. Um, we agreed when we would do it, uh, not right before bed. We didn't want to send mm-hmm. them up to bed with that, you know. We, I felt like we were doing all the right things under the circumstances to cushion the blow for my kids, and then all the wheels came off that cart Mm. as soon as the divorce actually started happening Mm -hmm. because there's the division of assets and there's, uh, you know, the custody agreement Mm -hmm. and all those things that in theory seemed like we were on the right path to working them out fell apart, and you start playing the games, and, Mm -hmm. and you... You accuse the other one of being the game player, but if you're really, really honest, you're playing games mm-hmm, too. Mm-hmm. And there's a temptation. Like, I'm sorry. I, I, is there a right way? Is there? A, is it possible to do this right? Mm-hmm. Well, and I'm yeah. So I'm curious to cycle back around when you talked about having 
spoken to each other how you were going to do mm-hmm. it. Is there a right way, wrong way to tell your children that mom and dad or mom oh, yeah. and mom and dad, dad are splitting up? Is yep. there a way? Yep, absolutely. And I think what you're what you're describing, Angie, was was the right way to do that, right? To to have the conversation. Now, what happens after? You got to like figure out mm-hmm. the logistics of that as well. So we can talk about that. But but for sure, the the conversation, the initial conversation, is going to be quite intense for those children. Uh, and it you know, and the thing is, it doesn't matter how old they are. Like you know, even adults, it's going to be hard for them. Okay, mm-hmm. so it, you really have to think about. Um, what what is going to be the language? When are we going to tell them? Like we should tell them together. We need to really make sure that they understand this is not them. This is not their fault. This is not because of anything they did, or they can't do anything to keep us together. You know, I was listening to your story with your dad, and I was like, oh man, yeah. I was like, ah, oh, the pain, right? Um, and and so it's got to be really clear that this is an adult situation not having to do with the kids and this is between your mom and I your dad and I you know this is it and we both love you and we both want to do what's best for you but this is not working out for us and so we're gonna split up but here's what it's gonna look like if you have an idea of what it might look like you want to tell them that right and 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 try to stick to that idea once you go forward what's really interesting is what you just said is pretty much and I'm and because I know my parents had been in counseling mm-hmm. at that time was pretty much exactly how they told us mm-hmm. that it has nothing to do with with the kids with with you and and your brother Jeff it's just uh, we love you we will always love you but we're not in love with each other anymore Mm-hmm. And that's how it was. I can remember that. But it still day. left you. Oh, yeah. Scarred. So yeah, and my brother scarred. Of course. It but that's where I'm saying. I mean, that's a best practices. Absolutely. But it could be way worse. I do, guess. Do, yeah. do you understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it's going to like be you know. It doesn't mean wonderful. you can do it that way. It's everything. Right. Gonna, exactly. But it's you're, you're you're minimizing the damage for sure by doing it that way. Versus and you know, well, I can't stand it here because your mom or your dad or whatever you know, and you, you do it in anger and you know you just you don't do it or blame the other person because you know with kids they understand they come from both of you. So if you put down one of you, if one of you is bad, they're bad, right? And they. They and it and again doesn't matter if they're like two or twenty-two, right? It's the same thing. They feel that lack of um, value for who they are if you devalue the other partner. That's really interesting. Never thought of it that way. Mm-hmm. Never thought about that way at all. Um, but that's got to be incredibly hard for anybody, you know, teen, kid, whatever, yeah. when you, you're hearing mom trash dad or dad trash mom. I wish I'd never been married, you know, like mm-hmm. all yeah. this other stuff's like, well, I wouldn't be here then, right? Or you, you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of the little things that we say in anger as adults that the kids, like you said, your dad didn't even remember having that conversation with you, but you carried that for 10 years, mm-hmm. right? And so we really, really need to be super clear on who we are, what we're doing. And, uh, you know, my my suggestion is each parent get therapy, get, you know, get, talk to somebody. You know, um, I, I've worked with couples who have helped them get to that place where they realize it's not working and it's not going to work. And so they need to kind of figure out how to do this in a respectful and, and um, you know, the best way possible, especially that, for the kids. That's right? interesting because when you get divorced, and as I say, you come up with um, a roadmap for mm-hmm. how you're going to handle custody. Mm-hmm. You come up with a roadmap for how you're going to handle financial uh, obligations and and future financial obligations, but you don't tend to think about um, a roadmap for your 
emotions and how you're going to deal with it because you don't see it coming. <laughs> yeah. Right? I mean, you know that you're going to have, we're going to have two households now. We're right. going to have kids going into sports. We're going to, uh, you know, we have Christmas and Easter and all these where I'd like to have them and you'd like to have them. So you, you find a way to work that all out. But you don't see, even if you're the one who initiates the divorce, yeah. the pitfalls ahead of you, the guilt and the doubt. Mm-hmm. And, and then that's all coupled with, like I say, when the games start, mm-hmm. right? When you're supposed to have them back at three and you don't show up, or you're supposed to be picking them up and they're not there, or right. you didn't hear that they had a game and they, they're told, well, you know your dad, like he can't be relied on. <laughs> right, right, right. Right, and you only learn of that a month later. Yeah. You know? So when, when, when things start to happen like that, mm-hmm. so if you've not continued on, and because, because some divorces do go on and, and th- there's a discourse, I'm right. guessing, but still mm-hmm. can be res- respectful and, you know, we're going to work together the best we can. But when they don't, when it right. doesn't happen, and we start seeing this game playing, what is the best way for the adults in this situation to deal with it? Um, because you're angry, they're angry, you know at this point there's a lot of bad feelings, things could blow up pretty quickly. Right. And you don't want that. So I got to back way up then. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Because because like going into it, I I think it is important that, um, well, I I just, I really cannot say enough about doing your own work as a person. I, I think there are three schools of life that we can't escape, but they, they help us to grow as people. One is marriage, right? Being in a, a relationship, an ongoing relationship, if you take that seriously. Two is being in business for yourself, because you can't, there's no place to hide, right? <laughs> yeah. And the third, and probably most important, most impactful, is being a parent. If you're going to be a parent, if you're signing up for that, you have to do your own work, because what you do, who you are, how you come across, that is you are influencing the next generation without even knowing it, okay? So we really have to understand our role and our power as adults, as parents, once we choose to become one, okay? So we need to be clear on what it is. Now, look, relationships don't always work out, and that's just a fact. And so, one, you have to understand that that's that's a possibility, and it's important to realize that if it does not go well, for whatever reason, either something you're doing or the other partner, usually it's some combination of that, um, if you do your best, that's all you can do. And you have to be able to forgive yourself because if you don't, then that guilt will actually bleed into the good stuff that you're supposed to be doing for your kids when they need you the most. Okay, so you really need to forgive yourself and understand, okay, we do what we can do and that's it. Okay, second, thinking about, I want to be, I want to do what's best for my kids. Okay, and if the other partner, if the other side also says that and you guys have that agreement, that has to be your guiding principle going forward. But you have to be really clear that that's what you guys are doing and you have to have that or you can, if you can, have that agreement that you will, for the good of the kids, even if our relationship didn't work out, our romantic relationship didn't work out well, let's at least be try to be mature enough to be there for the kids. So if, if, if you're doing something I think is wrong, do I have your permission to tell you about it? To, to mm-hmm. gently just let you know and saying, like, I'm giving you permission to tell me because, you know, I, no matter what, I don't want to screw up these kids any more than, than possible. Okay. So we really have to think about that as the guiding principle. And I think if you have that, then some of this other stuff 
becomes more clear. You you know, you're, whether it's the custody or the visitation agreement or the money agreement or whatever it might be, it's like, if we're doing this, can we do this in such a way that does that minimizes the damage to the kids? You, you know, i got to stop you there because, you know, Jay and I have a different perspective because mm-hmm. you're a child of divorce and I'm a divorced man. Mm-hmm. So it's... Yep. Different two different size. perspectives, Well, and I've right? been divorced, but no children. Right, that's involved. true, yeah. right. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to minimize that. Um, I feel like whenever we talk to you, mm-hmm. that you give us tools mm-hmm. um, to use, which is great, and that's why we have you. But I feel like in a divorce, you have to actually limit your tools. You have to put some of your tools away because I can more easily have a conversation with a stranger mm-hmm. than I can with my ex-wife because I know her so well and we've shared such intimacy. And you shortcut it, right? I, I know yeah. exactly how yep. to push a button to oh, make yeah. her head explode. She knows how to do it to me. <laughs> right. And even after all these years. And sometimes it's just too easy to do that. It's just, right. you know, when they do something you don't like, it's, it's really easy to push that button and then that results in them being angry at you, which yep. the kids see. Yeah, and they, yep. it cycles and cycles. And I don't know how you put that behind you. I don't know how you go, okay, I know exactly how to upset her, but I'm not going to do it. Or it that's hard. It is hard. And this is, this is exactly what I mean by doing your own work. Because if we don't do, like, look at, if we are not taking care of our own needs in a responsible way, we cannot help but be immature about it. We can't help it. That's just physiology. It's not. It's not like we're out to, to ruin anybody's life or mm-hmm. to hurt the other person. Well, maybe a little bit, right? But we're not, definitely not to hurt our kids. But look at if I'm tired or if I'm not well fed or if I'm you know, whatever some other need is not being fulfilled in some way. I know I'm a bear. Like I'm not good to be around. <laughs> do, do you know what I mean? And and so I, the way I handle it now is. I don't try to fix it when I know that I'm not in a good state. I just try to not get to a bad state. I try to make sure I'm in a good state as much of the time as I can and also recognize that if I'm not in a good state, I need to warn the villagers, right? I need to stay away. (laughs) I was going to say it's almost like pressing pause or almost having a safe Mm -hmm. word when it comes to that and saying, okay, you know what, we can't have this conversation. Now is not a good time. But, you know, you know, we need to take a break here. So let's take a quick break here. It's 321. Dr. Gans Ferentz joining us in studio. I want to talk more about, you know, forgiveness and getting over that guilt because mm-hmm. there's a lot of texts coming in about guilt this mm-hmm. afternoon. So still to come on the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News. Today it's uh, dredging up all sorts of feels on the 6.30 Chad <laughs> Afternoon News. Um, I think the question going into this is what what do you do when one of the parents refuses mm-hmm. to play fair? Well, yeah, and that's, that's, that is a case, right? Sometimes people have other stuff going on. They're not as healthy as you'd like them to be, or they may have you know, a personality disorder or just another agenda. And in those cases, you, you can't see, you know, you can, you can do everything you can on your side to say, hey, listen, let's put the kids first. Let's try to be fair. You call me on stuff. I'll call you on stuff. But if they're lying or they're playing games and stuff like that, right, you gotta, you got to recognize that as early as you can. Mm-hmm. And then you got to opt out of that particular game, okay? So what you have to do then is you have to be really clear, okay, well, you know what? Since I'm not going to have... Um, buy-in on the other side. What I can do, though, is my side is going to be as healthy as possible. I'm going to be as real and as honest with my kids as possible, without still without trashing the other side. So, you know, if... That's the real long game. Absolutely the long game, right? okay? Because in time, well, I always say, 
character can't hide. Right. Not forever. Okay? So you just, you play the game. You just, like, look, I'm just going to show up, and I'm going to be who I am. I'm going to be the goodest, the, the goodest, the best <laughs> parents that I can be. And and that's it. And I got to let the chips fall where they may. They may not appreciate it now. And the point you made before, Andrew, about, you know, being that hands-on disciplinarian parent has long-term benefits, but short-term consequences, mm-hmm. right? And this is, this is kind of the flip side of that. You being that stable parent, they might not, you know, little kids are not going to really understand how valuable that is to them. But when they get older, they'll realize, wow, mom or dad was always solid. They were always there. They didn't really put down the other side and, you know. Quick, we have a minute here. Yeah. Quickly, how do you explain to a child, though, for example, um, dad was supposed to be at the baseball game right. and didn't show up. But the other parent lied. Right, give them wrong you know, that information sort of or stuff, whatever. Right, yeah. mm-hmm. is playing the game. How do you right. explain that to the child? So it depends on how old the child is, right? So like if you're an adult, then it's, it's a little yeah. bit easier, right? But if if they're kids, you can say, you know, I know you're disappointed. I'm really sorry. It may not have been the way that you think it was, and and as you get older, we can maybe talk about some of this stuff. But you know, there's there's more happening here than you understand right now and that you need to worry about right now because this is between yourself and my, myself and, my, and your mom or your dad or whatever and this not, has nothing to do with you just know that I love you and I wish, I wish I was there but there's other stuff going on and at some point later when you're older we can talk about this yeah. but you know you, that's, that's sort of the gentle way to say you know well it may not always be me <laughs> right but yep. it's you know because you, you, you don't want to fight to try to prove your innocence or anything uh-huh. like that because you can't. It's it's a losing battle, right? And all you can do is just try to protect the kids as best as you can and, and play the long game. Before we get out of this conversation in the next half hour, I want to also touch on stepmoms and stepdads. Yep, Sometimes... Uh, you know, that's a really mm-hmm. tough uh, position to be in. Or for that matter, just the new wife or the mm-hmm. new husband, yep. even when there's no children yep, involved. Absolutely. Uh, how about this one as well? How about bridging the gap between the parent and the child after they've, mm-hmm. you know, separated for a little bit there? Oh, absolutely. so much more to get to <laughs> right after this. Engaging conversation with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chat, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. Dr. Gans, parents in studio Yikes. this afternoon. How does that make you feel? We're talking about uh, real stuff. divorce, real life stuff, divorce, separation, uh, telling kids what you do and what you don't. Uh, lots of people texting in mm-hmm. um, feeling guilty about how things were handled yeah. uh, during their divorce, how the relationship with their children turned out or, or whatever. How do you deal with the guilt when it comes to that, Andrew talked about it mm-hmm. earlier. The text line is, as I said, mm-hmm. full of it. Yeah. Guilt, forgiveness. The idea that, I, I'll set it up for you, sure. maybe um, a little more personally, but you and I were talking off air, mm-hmm. and I just said, you know, there came a point at which, after my divorce, that I had met another, met and married Carol. Mm-hmm. But Carol was grossly unhappy in Calgary. She's an Edmonton girl. Mm-hmm. And there came a point at which we had to make a decision, um, and I had to move to Edmonton in order to make sure that that marriage worked. Mm-hmm. And I've never forgotten and will never forget the day that I sat at a Dairy Queen and told my two children that I'd no longer um, be living in Calgary. And I tried to 
um, you know, frame it up at, but you guys, you're going to come up every other mm-hmm. weekend, uh, mm-hmm. you get a bus ride and, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. But I've never forgotten the look of devastation on their faces mm-hmm. when I told them that. And I, I've never really been able to move past the guilt right. of feeling uh, that I basically abandoned my kids. Right. Well, and I think when we talk about um, breaking hard news to kids, right? So there's the, the way kids operate, they do not like change. Mm-hmm even if the change may even be for their own good. They just don't like it. So they're going to react badly to change. Um, even even splitting up, if, if the marriage is bad, even if there's like divorce or fighting or whatever, and the parent, like the kids are definitely gonna be better off if you're not fighting in front of them or, or you know, throwing stuff around. But even that can be a devastating and a scary thing for kids. So I think, you know, two things there. One, when you tell your kids difficult news and they have an, uh, a negative or an emotional reaction to it, it's okay. It's it's all right for, for them to have it and it's okay for you to know that they're going to have it. And what you can do to really help the kids is to let them know, look, I know this might be scary right now or it might feel sad. And and it is, It's it's it, we're changing and change is hard. So if you need to feel how you need to feel about this, it's okay. You can cry, you can tell me, you can be angry at me, it's okay, all right? Because you as the adult still have to do what's best. In a situation like that that you just described, um, you know, uh, we, we, we look at the, the pain that they, was on their face, but you don't see the pain that they would go through if you had stayed and that marriage didn't work out or you were constantly miserable or, you know what I mean? There's a lot of other stuff that could have gone much, much worse if you had not made that decision. So you're deciding how many places on your arm you'd like to break. But basically. Four instead of six. Right. Yeah. You, you, what, you were, what we're doing is minimizing the, the hurt, right? Minimizing the damage. But at the same time, if you move to Edmonton and you actually have a good relationship, all of a sudden when the kids come down to visit, they're in a healthy household, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. They're, in a, they're in a place with love. They're in a place where dad is happy and focused and can spend time with them. Um, they get to know another adult who loves them and cares about them. Do, do, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. But, they, but you, can't, you can't, those calculations don't go into that initial conversation where you see the hurt on their faces. But this is the benefit that has happened in the long run. Right, they've got you know siblings out of it, and you know mm-hmm. like a lot of other stuff, right? Yeah. So you know, but so like we, it's very easy for us to to take a moment, a snapshot in time, and see whatever that is, hurt, pain, whatever it is, and make that the story, and make that the whole thing. But you really got to look at the average of the whole decision and see what the goods and the bads are. Look, at the end so of the day... So is that how you get over the guilt part? Well, that's part of it. That's part of it. Because at the end of the day, we can only do what we can do. We can only do the best we can do with the information we have and the choices we're given at the time. That's it. And in life, as a parent, you are going to hurt your kids. You're going to hurt your kids by doing things that they you that they don't want you to do. That you're going to do them by not doing doing things that they want you to do. This is the the paradox, I guess, of parenting. That the the difference is to be a good parent. You recognize that. You give the kids the floor and give them the opportunity to share with you how they feel about certain things and and make it okay for them to have their feelings about whatever that was. You listen to them. 
You validate their feelings. You don't try to defend yourself. You don't try to justify. You just say, you know what? That must have sucked. I'm so sorry that you had to go mm. through that, you know, and let them let them do their thing. But you don't have to carry that around as a piece of your identity now, okay? It's, th- you do what you can do. Well, and I, I guess uh, you don't have to, I don't know if it's human nature or just my nature mm-hmm. um, or a certain personality type nature where when the guilt becomes overwhelming, you try and cast blame. Right. Uh, to take some of that guilt off your shoulders. Right. And that could really, if I moved to Edmonton and resented Carol for right. saying that she wanted to live in Edmonton. Right. And I, I said, you know, thinking about those kids' faces at that Dairy Queen and harbored that against Carol yep. instead, saying, had it not been for her, I'd have I'd right. have had a happy marriage in Calgary. <laughs> right. We can, I mean, the effect, it's... Oh, yeah, it's devastating. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, you know, some people will blame the kids. Like, you know, well, if, well, if you didn't have that reaction or if like, my kids would just understand. Or oh, I'd never blame the kids. Well, I well, can see but, that, but you understand? People yeah. do, right? And this is what I'm saying. Again, going back to the earlier part of the conversation, we all have to handle our crap, man. We have to manage <laughs> our own selves because mm-hmm. if we don't, it bleeds all over everybody else. And this... All you can do as an adult, all you can do as a parent, is do what is best that you can for the kids. But you, in order to do the best for the kids, you have to do what's best for you. You cannot stay in a dysfunctional situation, whether that's the, the dysfunctional city or a dysfunctional relationship or a dysfunctional job, mm-hmm. whatever it is, and think you're going to be a good parent and you're doing it for the kids, right? I mean, because you will get depleted. You will get mm-hmm. worn out. You will get resent, resentful. And that's not just you, Andrew. That's everybody. That's all of us, right? And it just kind of shows up. How hmm. do you reconnect? So when when sometimes the, the relationships fall apart, mm-hmm. like mine did in both cases with my mom and my dad, and we're getting a lot of texts coming in about this as mm-hmm. well. How how do you reconnect uh, as a parent with your with your child? Maybe they're teenagers, maybe they're adults. Um, how, that's uh. so. Here's the paradox of it, right? It's like if somebody wants space. You got to honor their decision, mm-hmm. right? Um, so my definition of love, and I think it's sort of a it's maybe a more complex de- definition than a lot of people understand or, or think about, right? But when you love somebody you want what's best for them even if that means it doesn't include you do you Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so if the kid says i'm pissed off at you mom or dad or you you know whatever or you know in many cases they're poisoned by somebody on the other side right they're poisoned by the other parent or whatever you say listen i i love you i care about you i want to be part of your life I will honor your decision, though, because you know what? I Because I love you, I'm going to give you what you asked for, and I'm not going to hold it against you. I'm going to just give you your space. So I've actually worked with people in my practice like this, and you know what I say is just give it time. Play the long game again. So I'll say, you know, don't call, don't text, don't don't stalk them, don't go to their school, you know what I mean? Don't show up where they work. The, the leave them alone. Because what you need to do is you need to show that you are listening to what they're saying and you're honoring their decision. You can send them a text or a, an actual card in the mail on Christmas or on their birthday or whatever, like, you know, two or three times a year. You can always let, you can let them know that you're still there and you love them, but whenever they're ready, you'll be here. Okay. Mm-hmm. But that's it. But you got to wait, and that's the only that's the only path 
to uh, reconciliation with, with kids who are estranged. Because when time goes by and they've seen that you have actually honored that, but you've stayed consistent in that you've consistently mm-hmm. reached out respectfully, right? And let and invited them in whenever they're ready at their own pace, right? At their own time. That shows love at a whole nother level. And they get that. As lo- once they get over whatever either the poisoning that has happened before or whatever their own anger is, they will actually be much be- more able to see that and actually um, reconnect with you. We have to take a break. When we come back, I said I wanted to get to this. You want your children to be happy after a divorce, right? Mm-hmm. You want them to be in a settled and safe home, but -hmm. if that doesn't happen to be yours, Mm I want you to talk about welcoming the step parent into Mm -hmm. the picture. Absolutely. And how and if you should be supporting that new person who's taking your place. Let's do that. And how about this this as well? (laughs) Is it ever okay to tell the truth about the marriage to the children Mm -hmm. when they get older? Great questions. So before the break, we talked about divorce. I was going to say marriage, but uh, really talking about divorce, Mm -hmm. kids, how to deal with it afterwards. And the question I had posed to you was, um, as you both move on and as you form new relationships, Mm -hmm. there will be that situation where your ex gets a new Mm -hmm. partner and it would be beneficial for the kids to embrace that new partner as their new parent. But it's hard as a person not to feel as though you've just been replaced. Well, okay. So I got to like... Mm, take issue with a little bit of something you okay. said. <laughs> okay. So not, not take issue with it, but it maybe just make a correction. So they may not be necessarily the new parent. They may they're definitely the new adult in the in the in the child's mm-hmm. life. So that that's an important distinction because not everybody is cut out to be a parent. Okay. So going back, um, first of all, I, I really strongly suggest uh, it's really important that you do not have a parade of people coming through your kid's life. So do not introduce your kids to somebody that you're with unless that is rock solid, right? If uh, Unless it's Great for point. sure going somewhere. You do not want to expose them to continual losses because what happens with kids, if they keep having losses, they will stop making attachments. And then, that's, then they got bigger problems with that later, okay? Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing. But once it's solid and, you know, somebody comes in, you as the parent, because you love your children... You want them to have the best experience possible. Their experience is going to be better if they are open to this new adult come into their life, right? In the best case scenario, and I've seen this happen with, with couples, the two step parents really do become those parents, right? And, and sometimes they have as close, sometimes closer relationships with the step parents as they do with their own parents. And when I say closer, it doesn't mean... Um, they don't take their place. It's just a different relationship. But you think about it from the child's perspective. Instead of having two adults that care about them, now they got four adults that care about them. And now you have four people that love them and look after them and give them advice and want to support them. And, you know, it can be a real blessing for them if done correctly. Mm-hmm. So as the parent, listen, helping your kids to accept a new person in, you know, you want to ask, listen, do they make your mom or dad happy? Do they? Awesome. Well, that's that's wonderful because you want a you want a happy mom or dad, don't you? Yeah, right. Do they, are they are they nice to you? Do they treat you good? Are they respectful? Yeah, good. Well, you know what? What do they like? You know, and you show a little mm-hmm. bit of interest and you know make it make it a good thing. And then you can even say, especially if the kids are a little older, listen. 
Sometimes kids feel like somebody else coming in is going to replace that parent. Listen, I'm your dad or I'm your mom. No one's ever going to replace me. You just get another option. Mm -hmm. You get somebody else that loves you too. And isn't that cool? It's like you can have more than one friend. Just so you can have more than one person in your life that loves you and looks after you. And you make it you make it okay. And listen, it's like as long as there's not like abuse or something negative going mm-hmm. on on the other side, you do that even if the other parent is negative towards you. Yeah. Okay? Because this Which, is the, What you're describing is tough. Oh, listen, oh, it's but listen, really hard. Parenting is tough. Well, parenting is hard. Parenting well is tough. Right. That's what I'm saying. So it's a school you can't escape from. If, mm-hmm. you, if you take it seriously, you have to grow in order to do this properly. Right? Because you got to, like we were talking about off the air, you got to take the bullet. Right? You take the bullet for your kids. All right? So you show them that you love them and you support the other side, even if the other side is not giving you the support back. Because the paradoxical thing is, in the long run, they're going to see this and they're going to appreciate this. They're going to get it. They're going to say, well, you know what? Dad never really said all that bad stuff about mm-hmm. but mom was always complaining about mm-hmm. dad. Hmm. I wonder. Mm-hmm. Do, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it is important to, it to do I'm that. living it, Gantz. Yeah, well, there you go. There you go. Well, that's, yeah. that, and, and you're probably, if you're not reaping the benefits of it now, you I will be now. in the future. Right, exactly. Yeah. So mm-hmm. is it ever okay when you get to that point in your adult relationship mm-hmm. with your children? I'm saying adult because I think it, that's yeah. where it happens. It's, it's inappropriate before an adult. Yes, adulthood, yeah. to, to, to dish all to um, your kid. Uh, maybe. <laughs> so, so not like, okay, you turn 21, blah, right? It's like, here, here you go, right? No, not like that. But um, you can, especially what we were talking about before, like if there has been this sort of pattern of the other, the other side really kind of putting you down or mm-hmm. playing games or being unhealthy in some other way, and you've been saying, listen, there's more going on here than you need mm-hmm. to understand right now, right? And so you, when you're older, maybe we can talk about it, but, you know, not now. You're not, you're not mature enough. It's not appropriate for you, whatever, right? So if they come to you as an adult and they start asking or the conversation naturally goes that way mm-hmm. and they want to know, then you can tell them, excuse me, but you tell them what they want to know. Only that amount of information. Yeah. Okay. So this really needs to be child driven. Well, adults child driven. Mm-hmm. Okay. In terms of what you share with them. And it's like, look, you're old enough now. If you ever want to know any of this stuff, I'm open to talking to you about it. I, I want you to respect your mom or dad but you're an adult and part of being an adult and part of my job as being your parent is I have to teach you what life really looks like. And sometimes life is not always black and white. Mm -hmm. Life is not always clean cut. And so you need to know some of the decisions that may have gone into that were made or why they were made and different things like that. I'm slightly confused because you said, let the child come to you when they're ready. But you also just said, if you want to know, yeah, you can say, you can say like once they become, you know, once they, and, and again, the age, is uh, we don't know it could okay. be 18 it could be 30 right i mean it depends on how mature the child is right but you or the uh, the young adult is right and you say now that you're older if you ever want to know this i'm open to talking to you but i will never just tell you without mm-hmm. you asking mm-hmm. me hmm. okay because and, and that and again 
only because you've had that you've been having that conversation along the way that you know what there's there's always more going on here than yeah. you're aware of right so but then if they ask then you tell them you be honest with them you show them who you are and why you made certain decisions but you also own the bad things you did you know because we're gonna make mistakes you say you know I chose to do this ah, I'm not sure that was the right thing but you know this was the best yeah. shot I had at the time so this is what I did now that I know I think I would have done it differently or you know what it was hard at the time, but I think I did the right thing. But you still share with them all of that because that teaches them that it's okay to be imperfect. Mm-hmm. And they need to know that mm-hmm. going into adulthood because, as we know, life's rough, right? Yeah, it Stuff is. happens. It, you know what? It was it was eye-opening, and mm-hmm. it just gave me a, a completely different perspective, different perspective yep, exactly. of what I had always been told. <laughs> right. Let's put it that exactly. way. Gans, wow. <laughs> I'm I exhausted. Smoked, if, I had, if I smoked, I'd have a smoke. Oh, yeah. you should take it up. I just need to. <laughs> 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 it was heavy, but uh, important. And I want to thank you for joining us, as you yeah. always do. And, uh, Chedville, if you're looking for Dr. Gans, drgans.com mm-hmm. is the website. You've got a book coming out? When's it coming yeah, out? Yeah, that's coming out May 1st. Okay. And it's about being responsible as an adult so your stuff doesn't bleed out on everybody around you. Yeah, okay. So. I want an autographed copy of oh, that yeah, bad boy. Absolutely. I'll pay for it. <laughs> I know business. Yeah. <laughs> See you next month. Thanks. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.